0: Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Hanging in there with the Big D on his Big day. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's going to be the busiest content day ever for uh Dan Bongino doing a Bob Dole, Bob Dole, Bob Dole. <laughs> What's Bob Dole, <laughs> Dole better himself in the third person. <laughs> Damn, I love Bob Dole. Dan Bongino. <laughs> it's a big day today. Uh, right. but by what speaking of today though, uh you know, we have uh, I have the Hannity show on radio and TV yeah. tonight. So, thank you all. Uh, for all the positive emails i hope you tune in to both the radio show the hannity radio show where i'll be to i'll uh, be a filling in um also the hannity television show on fox i would deeply appreciate if you all would watch tonight it's going to be a great show i'll be in tonight and tomorrow for sean on the fox news channel 9 p.m eastern time so uh but forgetting t- today for a moment what the hell happened yesterday um Man. yeah I-, I was in the gym after the uh the flynn postponement and the sentencing came down lieutenant general flynn And a buddy of mine, Andy, who works out in the gym, good guy, comes up to me. He's like, can you explain what just happened? So, folks, don't worry. I'm going to get to the bottom of what happened yesterday. Um, it's, It's a disaster for everybody involved. Listen to me when I tell you this. Nobody came out of yesterday's sentencing hearing. Nobody with their skin entirely intact nobody i noticed it was ugly for every single party involved i mean really ugly for a few of them all right i'll get to that today's show brought to you by our friends at chamonix listen christmas is here ladies and gentlemen but that sagging jawline and double chin don't have to be a part of your celebration this year now you can make them disappear introducing the brand new genucell jawline treatment with dual peptide and mdl technology it's chamonix most advanced technology ever this stuff works works great my mother-in-law loves it it not only tightens saggy jawlines but it also plumps the lip- lipophilic layer of your skin to contour and define the jawline within minutes minutes using peptides and metal lactones together for the first time it works amazingly fast and the results get better every day come on look good for christmas here we go and for the next two weeks the genucel jawline treatment is yours absolutely free gratis when you order the genucel for under eye bags and puffiness. And for results in 12 hours, Cells immediate effects is also free when you call or click now. This stuff is awesome. Text Young. Young, like the opposite of old text, the word young to seven, seven, four, five, three, or go to genucell.com. And this year on a high note with beautiful skin, no bags and puffiness and a tighter, higher jawline text young to seven, seven, four, five, three, or go to genucell.com genucell, G E N U C E L genucell.com. That's genucell.com It's great stuff. Okay. So, uh, what happened yesterday uh, in the Flynn hearing? Let's just summarize what happened first and then I'll give you the inside baseball. So, the sentencing f- uh, hearing for Lieutenant General Flynn yesterday was uh in, in, was was yesterday in front of Judge Emmett Sullivan. The special counsel team led by Bob Mueller was there with their attorneys. Uh Lieutenant General Flynn's attorneys were there and the judge just lambasts Emmett Sullivan uh and lambasts Mike Flynn. Uh, it was it was really kind of unbelievable. I, I've never seen anything like it. I've spent I spent over a decade of my life uh, working criminal cases as a Secret Service agent myself. I've been in federal courts before. Um, I really I've never seen anything like this. The judge Emmett Sullivan comes out and he just starts filleting Mike Flynn about a potential uh insinuating there, there could have been treason involved now to his credit. The judge came back later and 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 corrected his comments, insinuating that, that there may have been some treason involved here or it could have been the possibility of treason on the, on the part of Mike Flynn. But, Joe, it didn't matter because hmm. by that point, the lunatics in the left wing media, and I'm going to get to this in a second, why liberals despise the country here, um, that they, they had already run with the story. Yeah. Did the judge say Mike Flynn was guilty of treason? That's not what he said. What happened is the judge screwed up. So let's take that part first because a lot of stuff happened. He the judge, the judge asked Flynn first if he wanted to take back his plea. The judge also delayed the sentencing hearing and the judge also made this catastrophic mistake by insinuating there could have been treason involved. The treason portion first year. What happened with the judge, Joe, is he screwed up the dates of Flynn's work uh, working on behalf of the government of Turkey yep. now. However ill-advised this decision by Mike Flynn was to work on behalf of the government of Turkey to do some kind of uh, advocacy work for them. That work on behalf of Turkey, ladies and gentlemen, let's be crystal clear here, because you cannot let the liberal media get away with this, stopped before Mike Flynn got in the White House. I'm not apologizing for it. I don't think it was the greatest idea in the world, Flynn taking that contract. I'm going to be a fair arbiter of what I believe to be the truth here. But saying that Mike Flynn, insinuating he could have committed treason because he was working on behalf of a foreign government turkey while in the white house is not accurate joe the judge screwed this up right. listen i have a lot of respect for judge emmett sullivan But we're all human beings. And the judge dropped a big L yesterday. You want to talk about a losing proposition walking in front of a courtroom, your courtroom with this established presence as a federal judge with gravitas in front of all of these media cameras and not understanding that Mike Flynn had discontinued his contract with Turkey long before he entered the White House is a a grievous error. How do you not know that? Folks, do you understand that even the special counsel, Bob Mueller's team, had to correct the judge on this? are we tracking here how bad this was? The problem is, and the reason this was such a catastrophic error is obvious. By the time the judge realized he had screwed up and that Mike Flynn was not working on behalf of the government of Turkey while he was in the white house, the media had already run with the story and the disingenuous. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. The disingenuous hacks at, uh, at these cable news networks and these anti-Trump networks out there that are not interested in the truth had already run with Flynn treason, flinch. All you have to do is put the two words together. It was mistake. mistake. Judge Sullivan acknowledged the mistake later. Again, I I don't want to pile on, but this was just an unbelievably catastrophic error. Second point to take on here. The judge asks the Lieutenant General Flynn's lawyers multiple times. Are you basically are you sure you want to take this guilty plea to this false statement charge multiple times? Mm -hmm. Folks, what's really going on here? What's really going on here is I believe Judge Sullivan knows that this was a bogus prosecution. He knows this. So do you, right, Joe? Joe's not in his head? Yeah, 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 yeah. I know where you're going, man. He's being harsh on, and if I, Joe, if this doesn't make sense, stop me because I was trying to explain this to my buddy uh, Andy in and the gym yesterday too. Okay, dude. Judge Sullivan is a, a big advocate for 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 government propriety and integrity. He has shown his bona fides in this in the past. That's why I don't want to bag on Judge Sullivan. He made a mistake about the treason thing, and he corrected it, but it already traveled around the world. But Judge Sullivan in the Ted Stevens case had already uh, basically destroyed the government's case against Ted Stevens based on the similar type of malfeasance that they did in this Mike Flynn case, right? So my take on this is that Judge Sullivan knows this is a I was going to say mm, mm, mm. (laughs) BS. You saw that BS prosecution. It's a family friendly show. This is a garbage prosecution. Mike Flynn is being targeted by the government for a for, for for basically an investigation that created the crime. And Judge Sullivan knows it. Judge Sullivan has to get Flynn angry enough to pull the plea. So the judge comes out and lambasts Flynn throws the kitchen sink at him and basically insinuates that despite the fact, follow me here, despite the fact that the prosecutor, the special counsel is recommending no jail time. The judge insinuates that, hey, daddy, O, I I can sentence you to jail anyway. Do you see what's yeah. going on here? Mm-hmm. In other words, hey, General Flynn and your team, you better pull this damn plea because I can sentence you to jail time anyway. In other words, whatever you think you're getting out of this. By pleading to this deal, by getting out of jail, you're not getting squat because this is a BS plea. And if you're not going to fight for yourself, then I'm going to make you fight for yourself. Ah, brother, Daddy O'Armacost, I'm telling you, this is what's happening. My man Sullivan is a big advocate for shutting down malicious government prosecution. He's done it in the past. Here's the problem, and ladies and gentlemen, I got to get a little harsh here, and I'm sorry. You know, I I have enormous respect for General Flynn. I know what he's been through. But this Lieutenant General Flynn has the absolute worst lawyers I have ever seen in the history of humankind. I'm sorry. Listen, I don't mean to pile on these guys. These are the worst lawyers I have ever seen in the history of humankind. The judge is basically telling you, pull this plea. This is a BS case. He asks them three times, Joe, are you sure you want to plead to this? He knows Flynn's not guilty of this. And they still, these lawyers are telling him to plead They guilty. didn't even throw the red flag, man. You know? They, I know. <laughs> they, yes. I'm glad. Perfect timing. Throw the red flag, yeah. go under the hood for review, yeah. right? You know the NFL. Let's review the play. Yeah. The Judge Su- Judge Sullivan offers him the red flag, Joe. He says, I'll give you a free red flag on the field. Finger. Let me read to you the, cho- the court transcript. <sighs> this is so frustrating. Yeah, Worst attorneys ever. So the court, Judge Sullivan says, all right, are you satisfied with the services provided by your attorney? The defendant, I am, talking about uh, Flynn. The court, Judge Sullivan, in certain circum excuse me, in certain special circumstances, I have over the years appointed an independent attorney to speak with the defendant, Flynn, review the defendant's file and conduct necessary research to render a second opinion for a defendant. Do you want the court to consider appointing an independent attorney for you in this case to give you a second opinion? The defendant. I do not, your honor. Listen, I I, I, I I love General Flynn. Okay, I, I don't know what he I don't know what he's doing now. I'm sorry. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know who's giving him this legal advice. As Joe just said, Judge Sullivan threw the red flag on the field and put the play under review himself. I will appoint an independent reviewer to look at this with you because he knows, Joe, do you understand he's winking and nodding? Hey, General Flynn, you got work, brother. You got worked. I'm here to protect you and do the right thing as an independent arbiter of justice for this country. You got work. And he doesn't want it. He doesn't. I don't get it, folks. I don't get it. He is begging him to pull the plate, begging him. That's what I thought. And he won't do it. He won't do it now. It's I mean, now it's over. And and what's frustrating about this whole thing is people out there defending uh, the general the entire time, like me, are getting frustrated here because are you willing to fight or not here with this? This is the worst legal advice I have ever heard in in the history of legal advice. What's his one lawyer's name? Um, Fisher Price. Fisher. <laughs> Fisher Price. I actually got that one. <laughs> it's rare. Joe usually <laughs> he slips one past the goalie. There, uh, it could be yeah. Fisher and Price and Sons. <laughs> yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. I I don't understand. What why he is listening to this absolutely atrocious, uh, almost like counterproductive legal advice. The judge is offering him now. The judge is offering him an independent arbiter to look at this. And he's still saying no. All right. A couple things going on here, too. So we addressed first the uh, the judge's treason comments, which he corrected. I think he did that to again. So we clear on this to let Flynn know, pull this plea or I'm going to hammer you. You are pleading to a crime you didn't commit. You are doing yourself and the country no services. No, you're doing us no favors. Secondly, the legal advice is awful. He's offering him the judge. He is offering him a way to look at this thing and out. And he's not taking it. He's not taking it. Third, why Why do I believe in... To give you kind of the counterpoint, because I owe you that much. I don't think this is right. But why do I think Flynn is doing this? It's not because he has any lack of courage. Flynn is a is an American patriot who I respect and admire. Flynn's lawyers are horrible. And what's happening with Mike Flynn's lawyers are they're being pressured by the special counsel. The special counsel, I don't know if you missed this, but the day before the sentencing hearing, Bob Mueller and the special counsel dropped the bomb. What did they do? They released the indictments of these two, uh, uh, basically uh, folks lobbying on behalf of the Turkish government who had business with Mike Flynn. They released the indictments the day before. It's a case in Virginia. Why would he do that? Bob Mueller I'm talking about. Why would Mueller do that? Folks, there's a lot going on behind the scenes. Mueller knows what Judge Sullivan knows. Let's do game theory here. The judge knows Flynn's not guilty. Flynn's lawyers are telling him, just take the plea. Flynn doesn't want to take the plea, but does it anyway, listening to his lawyers. His lawyers are talking to the special counsel. The special counsel knows Flynn's not guilty, too, and that in a trial on this false statements charge, given the 302s we saw, which I covered on yesterday's show, do not miss yesterday's show, go listen to it, or today's show is going to be tough to follow. The 302s, the summaries of Flynn's interview, are devastating for the FBI. They are by no means an open and shut case of false statements. Flynn's unclear at times. He said he doesn't remember that that he was lying is not an open and shut case about the sanctions and the expulsion of the Russian diplomats, that those conversations happen. That is not an open and shut case at all. Make no mistake. Bob Mueller knows this. Mueller does not want to go to trial with Flynn at any cost. He will be embarrassed and he knows it. He needs Flynn to take this plea no matter what, even though the case is weak. So what does he do, Joe, the day before he drops this bomb about the indictment of these two uh, these two men lobbying on behalf of Turkey that have done business with Flynn. In other words, insinuating and hinting to the Flynn team, which I'm sure he's already told Flynn's lawyers, Joe, if you don't take this plea in court today, make no mistake, we're taking you to trial in Virginia, too. And we're going to charge you with the failure to register as a foreign agent, as a lobbyist for Turkey too. count on it. Yeah. You can take that to the bank, spend that money. That is exactly what's going on with the lawyer. And that's why the lawyer is giving him this awful legal advice to take this plea. Now, here's the problem. You may say, okay, well, you just made the case for Flynn, Dan, because if Flynn, you know, Flynn doesn't want to face another trial, if this is the easiest way out with no jail time, folks, the problem here is if I'm sorry, but Flynn owes it to us to fight back here. I don't care if we've got to get pro bono attorneys or what. The Farrah case is an independent thing. A foreign agency registration act. In other words, if Muller's threatening Flynn, we charge these two guys for lobbying on behalf of Turkey. We're, we're releasing it the day before the sentencing to send a message to Flynn that we'll charge you too. That is a separate case. I'm sorry. He owes it to the country and the people fighting for us at this point to fight back against this thing on the false statements charge because it is so obviously a horrible case and the Mueller team is terrified of having to take this the court can you imagine joe on cross-examination the two fbi agents interviewing flynn under oath being asked to repeat and state the fact that they did not believe flynn was lying I mean, how easy of a case is this? A a, a Fisher and Price (laughs) lawyer, as Joe just said, Mr. Price or Mr. Fisher, Esquire. Uh, I could see them saying to Pianca or Peter Stroke, the two agents that interviewed Flynn, uh, Mr. Pianca, Mr. Stroke, is it accurate, uh, uh, special agents? Is it accurate that you wrote in the piece that you did not believe Mike Flynn was either being deceptive or he was lying? Uh, Yes, uh, Your Honor. uh, Excuse me. uh, Yes, uh, that is that is accurate. Uh, You did charge him with lying, right? Yes, we did. But you believed he wasn't lying. Um, Yes, we wrote that. Can you please explain the discrepancy? This case is going to get thrown out. It's a joke. It's a joke. Flynn, I I, I can't. I I, I don't know. I don't get it. I just I I mean, I'm beyond frustrated. I am beyond frustrated. This is the worst legal advice I have ever seen. But again, I just want you to be clear on that, that what this is the, the game that's going on. The judge knows Flynn's not guilty. The judge is probably furious at Flynn. Hence the outburst, Joe, that Flynn is pleading guilty to a crime he didn't commit. The judge is. How do I know this? Because the judge is offering him multiple ways out. He asked him three times. Do you want to accept this plea? And he said, yes. He's giving him a, the red flag on the field. I'll give you an independent reviewer to look at this again. In other words, Joe, hint, hint, you're getting bad legal advice. And what are his lawyers doing? His lawyers are negotiating with the special counsel, who's now dropping the hammer on a separate case, telling his lawyers, you better get Flynn to plead guilty because this case stinks for us too. And if you don't, we're going to try him on the Farrah case. We'll we'll prosecute him on the Farrah case too. <sighs> Man, I uh, should have stepped up. While I had, didn't that judge also make some... Strange comments about the Logan act. You did. Yeah. Oh, oh. Ah, thank you. That's not even in my notes. Yeah. Good poll there. Yes. That's the fourth thing. One more thing. I totally forgot about that showing you again that don't buy too much into the outburst against flynn i'm telling you he's mad at flynn because flynn's pleading guilty to a crime he didn't commit at one point judge emmett sullivan says to the special counsel team what's the predicate for you interviewing flynn in other words when you interview people you interview them for their involvement in a crime or a crime syndicate or a conspiracy to commit a crime what was the crime you were interviewing flynn for something we've covered on the show repeatedly (laughs) <laughs> and and then the special counsel hilariously responds, Well, you know, it could have possibly been a violation of the Logan Act. The Logan Act. That basically you can't negotiate with foreign governments in adversarial situations on behalf of the United States as a private citizen. You may say, Oh, well, that sounds no one has ever been successfully prosecuted using the unconstitutional Logan Act in the history, in the history of the act since seventeen ninety nine. The judge looks back at him, Joe, and he says, The Logan Act? You mean the, the act that's never been used to prosecute anyone since its inception? And then the defense looks back like, Joe, the head goes down, the <laughs> eyes go down. Uh, yeah, yeah, judge, that one. Folks, do you understand the judge is giving him an out? I can't say this enough to people listening on the Flint team. You are getting the worst legal advice in the history of humankind. You are irrep- irreparably damaging your reputation here. People are fighting here. They are fighting. They need you to stand up somehow. This is not a legitimate case. Everybody knows it. The judge knows it. There's now been a sentencing delay. There has to be a way now. You got to fight back. All right. All right. I got a lot more to cover, including, and it, real explosive bombshell by Jim Comey yesterday, who seems to have laid out the whole Jim Comey scheme without even knowing it. Jim Comey, I've come to the conclusion about former FBI director (laughs) and and scammer Jim Comey that he really isn't that bright. Uh, You know, Joe, for a while, you know, you and I would talk about Comey. We'd be like, well, maybe he's just smart. He's a great manipulator. I'm starting to doubt that I really think Comey's just genuinely not that good of a guy and he's really not that bright either um I'm starting to figure this out and I'll tell you why in a second um before I get to that I just want to say one kind of uh, uh, public service announcement for the day if you don't mind to all of those people who steal packages Amazon packages and stuff like that off people's porches around Christmas I have a story up in the show notes today it's kind of a fun story around the holidays about this guy who invented this glitter bomb package you got to read this story it's got some video in there it it it'll it, 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 it When you steal the package after a few minutes, it emits this glitter bomb in your car or wherever (laughs) you take it. And this uh, this noxious fume spray as well. that smells like emissions from a human being. You can figure it out. It is the funniest video ever. I just want to say to package thieves out there of all the losers on this planet, like if you had a rank losers, you know, you are definitely in the top ten. Uh, Maybe like three or four, because there are bigger losers. You know, you have like a cascade of losers in society, you know, your murderers, your child abusers and stuff. But you're definitely in the top ten. I just want you to know that if you're listening. I don't want you in my audience if you're a package thief, so please stop <laughs> listening to me. I'm serious. I don't no. want you. I, you're not worth it to me. I, I despise you. If you steal people's packages off their tube, stup- please, I am not your guy on your show. Get away from my show. I despise you. You are a total loser, a complete zero, a degener- a stain on human society. You're one of those leeches they put on people's bodies to drain them of blood that they thought was somehow curative. That's what you, you're a leech on the world. i don't know i just i saw this video and i watched these people stealing them you are such a pathetic sleazeball like the 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 the, the excrement from a snake in 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 a dirty patch of mud they slithered through that's you don't listen to my show ever if you're a package thief i'm just saying i don't want you go away find a different show the Google Podcast for Losers, 12-step programs out of loserdom, and then come back when you've escaped loserdom. I'm just putting that out there. for the. I, I, I watched the video, though. It's funny to watch these complete zeros get glitter bombed after trying to steal someone's Christmas packages. <laughs> Bunch of turds. All right. Uh, before we get to call me today's show brought to you by our buddies at Brickhouse Nutrition. Order Brickhouse Nutrition. Don't let anybody steal it off your stoop. Brickhouse Nutrition is one of the finest nutrition supplements out there. Yesterday I talked about Foundation. Today we'll talk about Field of Greens, folks. You know, around the holidays, our diets tend to get a little sloppy. Uh, You know, we eat a little worse. You have a lot of snacks and stuff like that. Well, one of the things we know is good for our general health, our cognitive health, our immune health, our muscle health, our cell health is a healthy and and, and voluminous consumption of fruits and vegetables. Right? Everybody knows that. Here's the problem: nobody wants to prepare them. You have to go to the store. You got to buy the fruits and vegetables. They're perishable. You got to prepare them. Uh, Sometimes it takes a while. You know, luckily my wife is a fantastic cook in addition to being the greatest woman on the planet. Uh, So, you know, I don't have that problem, but I take the fruits and vegetable supplements as well, just as my fruit and vegetable insurance. And you should too. Brickhouse Nutrition makes the best product out there. It's called Field of Greens. Now Field of Greens, I want to be clear on this, is real food. Although it's a powder, it is real food. It's not extract, it's not some crappy pill. It is ground up healthy, nutritious, macronutrient, micronutrient fruits and vegetables which will enhance your life. It's a great tasting powder. It tasting, like It's a mixture of berries and and uh, berries, fruits and vegetables. You put it in orange juice, put it in water, put it in whatever you want, your protein shake and it is your fruit and vegetable insurance for the day. You will feel better, you will look better. I my skin's never looked better. I've, you know, I sometimes when you're getting old, your skin gets a little rough. It's never looked better since I, I mix a little collagen in there too it's great go give it a shot go to brickhousenutrition.com/dan that's brickhousenutrition.com/dan pick up a bottle of field of greens today you will not regret it field of greens available at brickhousenutrition.com/dan we love this stuff okay so call me yesterday uh again um, is up on the hill and there's some coverage and some transcripts released uh yesterday about his uh, about his hearing up on the hill Jim Comey is just turned into a complete international uh, cosmic level disgrace. But there's one thing he said that was interesting. Well, it was a couple of things. But one thing he said that really stands out because it points to the Comey bias during this investigative scenario that was happening during this Trump investigation. He now has finally admitted that, quote, there was political bias in the information talking about the dossier. Okay, that, uh, thank you, Captain Obvious. Dan Bongino, breaking news. Comey admits the dossier was politically biased. That's not the breaking news. The breaking news is his next quote To me, it didn't matter. Do you believe this guy? Do you believe this guy? This is now the, the director, the former director, of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, whose one job is to discern the credibility, the viability, the, 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 the non-biased intent of information coming into his office to determine the authenticity of it, to verify information used to prosecute people using the awesome power of the federal government. And Comey, although he admits there was, quote, political bias in the information, it didn't matter to him at all. To me, it didn't matter. That's what Comey said. Now, why didn't it matter? Because Jim Comey is obvious by his political outburst in the last few days is it is a diehard anti-Trump uh, liberal. Don't tell me he was a registered Republican. I don't care. I'm not interested. I'm interested in the man's actions, not in a man's cheap words. His words mean nothing. He's a liar. Comey's one job as the director of the FBI in the most important counterintelligence investigation in modern U.S. history was to f- authenticate the information. Now, I want to be clear on something because I'm going to be fair, unlike Jim Comey, who is a manipulative liar and not very bright either. Just because information has a bias in it doesn't make it not true. But, Joe, let me ask you a simple question. This is not you are not a federal agent, correct? That is correct. So this is there's no bias in your approach to this. No bias. If I were to approach you with information and I acknowledge, I say, listen, I've got information about a drug dealer in my neighborhood. Now, let me be fair. Agent Joe Armacost. Mm -hmm. I don't like this guy. I've had some beefs with him in my family. He kicked my dog once. Um, I'm not a fan of his, but I have some information that every Tuesday evening at nine o'clock, he receives a drug shipment at his house Mm -hmm. now. Agent Armacost, you realize I'm telling you this information's biased. I don't like him. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you a question, Joe, as Agent Armacost and just as the Dan Bongino show host. You're a federal agent. All right. What do you do to make sure that that biased information is not a lie? How would you authenticate it if you knew every Tuesday evening at nine o'clock this guy in his neighborhood received a drug shipment? I believe I'd go check it out for myself. <laughs> you got to check it out. I'm sitting here looking at the beautiful lights at Times Square outside my hotel window, and I'm thinking Armacost is a genius. The guy's a banker, an economist, a financier, a federal agent, a lawyer. He never gets the answer wrong. Why? Because the, answers I a- the, ask- the questions I ask him are common sense that any idiot can figure out. Not the chosen an idiot, but I do it as a joke because I know he's not going to get the answer wrong and embarrass himself because they're so easy. You would verify the information. This is the point. Comey wants it both ways. He wants to acknowledge on one end that, yes, political bias and bias and information is out there, but it doesn't matter to him. But on the other hand, he doesn't want to acknowledge. I want to be crystal clear that his sole job as the FBI director is to take that bias, not discount it, but go and verify the information, which Jim Comey, ladies and gentlemen, did not do. They didn't do it. I don't want to beat this dead horse, but this is where Comey is in real trouble. There is a documented procedure, the Woods procedure, to verify that information about the drug deal at nine o'clock on Tuesday night. There's a procedure to verify that information before you walk into the courts. Comey did not follow the procedures. The information was not verified. Yesterday's show entirely debunks through three key developments yesterday which I pointed out, the uh, the Prague story falling apart, the reporters who pushed the dossier admitting now it was likely false, um, and, and Hillary's, uh, Christopher Steele's association, uh, assertion, excuse me, that Hillary Clinton's team wanted the dossier to challenge the election results. The dossier has been debunked. Comey made no effort to verify this the right way. There is a paper trail on that procedure. Comey is going to be left uh, right now. He's going to be left holding the bag on this because he has nowhere to go now that's old news old news it's new news but old news because we know he didn't verify it i just wanted to point out the fact that now he's on the record saying well it didn't matter didn't matter it was politically biased of course it didn't because you're a liberal democrat we know that but there was something else that came out yesterday that uh i had covered in my book it's in spygate and uh i, I want to cover it today though because now it's on the record and now it makes comey look even worse joe Comey's now acknowledging publicly that there was a high level meeting on June 27th with the upper level FBI leadership, June 27, 2016. So, track me, folks. I'm going to put this together for you. Step one in this puzzle we're going to put together, piece one. Comey has a meeting with his management June 27, 2016, a high level meeting. What else happens on June 27, 2016? I always say remember the names, but if you can, try to remember the date. The dates are a little harder because they get all jumbled. Try to remember the dates, too. Think, 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 June 27, 2016. Oh, that's right. That's the same day Loretta Lynch meets with Bill Clinton on the tarmac. And they have their little conversation, allegedly, about the grandkids. Remember that one about the grandkids? Had a little conversation. Remember that Loretta Lynch-Bill Clinton meeting on the tarmac? The surreptitious little set up a meeting. By the way, I've already told you, uh, given my prior line of work, that these meetings are never impromptu. Bill Clinton has a Secret Service detail. Loretta Lynch, the attorney general at the time, has a has a security detail assigned to her as well. These details have to coordinate to de-conflict. It's not a big elaborate procedure with low-level protectees like that. I don't mean low-level prestige-wise. I mean just low-level, given the footprint of their security detail. Don't take it the wrong way. But those are low-level security details in Secret Service parlance, right? For them to coordinate takes a few minutes, but nothing happens in Prompt two. Nothing. Don't believe it. The Loretta Lynch-Bill Clinton meeting, there's no way this happened on just the spur of the moment. There had to be at least some level of planning that went into this, right? They met for a reason. And I'm telling you, it was not to talk about the grandkids. It was on the same day as this meeting Jim Comey has with these upper level uh, FBI officials in headquarters. Now, Comey is alleging in an answer to John Radcliffe up in his testimony up on the Hill. Comey's alleging that there's no connection between the two. Folks, I don't buy it. Because what happens three days later? (laughs) <laughs> three days later the speech Comey's about to give about a week later on July 5th 2016 about the Clinton email case where he remember the speech folks the nationally televised speech on July 5th I know Joe remembers it where Jim Comey lays out this entire elegant case against Hillary Clinton and then unbelievably at the end and says well a no serious prosecutor would try this yeah. it's we were like everybody was looking like wait what You just laid out the case. What are you talking about? Like, can you be this crazy? You just laid out the whole case. Three days later, after the June 27th meeting, a copy of that speech is edited. Oh, what's the edit? June 27th, Lynch meets with Clinton. Loretta Lynch meets with Bill Clinton. Jim Comey meets with the FBI officials in this high-level meeting. They have a copy of the speech that Comey's going to give on July 5th. Three days after those meetings, that speech is edited. And what is edited out? That Hillary Clinton on that private email system emailed Barack Obama. Oh, that's edited out. Isn't that crazy? Oh, Joe, folks, no connection here at all. Don't you? Don't connect. You know, t- tell you what, let's do the liberal media thing. Don't connect the dots at all. The liberal media has been making up collusion hoaxes forever. But we have information here. All these things happen. We could connect these dots pretty reasonably at this point that at a minimum, some of this was related. And if it was not related, it is an awfully big dink, isn't it? hmm in Comey's scheduled speech coming up July 5th, because remember, this this the, the edits are three days after the June 27th meeting. So obviously, it's June 30th. The July 5th speech hasn't happened yet, obviously. An edit, a major edit is made to that speech where Comey was scheduled to say that Hillary Clinton had emailed Barack Obama. That is taken out and changed to a senior government official, which is later before Comey gives the speech, Joe taken out completely there is no reference to it at all now let me tie this up for you if you listen to my speech the one i gave in mountain view california that's uh, gotten quite a number of it's on my channel somewhere uh the the long i gave like an hour speech about spygate in my book and i tied it all up for people it's kind of similar to the 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 viral speech i gave about plan a plan b and plan c what i'll talk about on the hannity show today Mm -hmm. I'd said to you what they're really covering up with the Hillary email scandal specifically. Put aside the Clinton Foundation, the pay-for-play, the tit-for-tat stuff for a second. Those are separate scandals, Uranium One. What the the government insiders in the swamp are really hiding with the Hillary Clinton email case is, folks, they're not covering for Hillary anymore. No, I'm serious. They're not. The Democrats in the swamp, I think at this point, on, on the Hillary email case are so done with it they don't care what happens to Hillary what they care about is protecting Barack Obama protecting the legacy of Barack Obama protecting the the pure as uh the, the you know the driven snow reputation of Barack Obama amongst them not us <laughs> not, not us we we know the truth the media is intent on preserving this Obama. He was angelic in the White House, ignoring the IRS, Fast and Furious, Benghazi, Spygate, all of it. The media does not want you to know the true story. The Hillary email scandal implicates Obama because Obama was emailing Hillary using his email address to her non government email address. Now, I get emails when I talk with you. Folks, please tell me you get this. Mm -hmm. They are protecting Obama's role in advancing Hillary Clinton's email scheme because he knew. Remember, when asked about the Hillary Clinton email scheme by the media, Barack Obama said, oh, no, I don't know. I heard about it in the media. Really? Because you emailed her. I know nothing. Nothing. That, That was his best defense. That was his defense. Now, I email Joe all the time. I know Joe's email address. I know exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. I know it ends in .us, mm-hmm. and that doesn't stand for U.S. government. Mm-hmm. Barack Obama knew Hillary Clinton was running an extra government private email server. And what they don't want to do is implicate Barack Obama in this. Hence, the meeting amongst Comey's officials at the White House, excuse me, uh, with his upper level FBI officials, the meeting likely with the Clinton tarmac thing on the same day. Three days later, the edit to the speech, said, oh, take Obama's name out of there, change it to government official and then take that out too." this all happened at the same time. Now, I like I said, I get a lot of emails from people and they say, well, Dan, maybe Obama just had Hillary's email built into a, a contact list in his BlackBerry and he didn't know. Folks, the White House staff has to submit a whitelist to WACA, the White House Communications Agency. Follow me here. This is important. Don't get suckered into this argument. The White House Communications Agency, which operates all the ComSec for the White House, it is a military-run operation. I know. I worked with them in my prior line of work. They're great men and women. They have to whitelist very specific email addresses that can get to the president for a number of reasons that are common sense. If the president has a BlackBerry, you can't have um, you know, Chinese technological infiltrators sending him spam emails that infiltrate the whole White House system. You cannot just get your comms to the president. The president says, hey I have this friend Joey bag of Donuts his emails bag of donuts whatever at Gmail put him in the list and he is whitelisted or she's whitelisted in the Blackberry. Somebody on the staff had to have given Hillary Clinton's private email to Waka and said this is okay. Do you get it? this is so frustrating trying to get this through to liberal knuckleheads who either don't want to understand the truth or are outright lying. Somebody whitelisted this thing. They won't tell you who. Now there's more. Comey admitted yesterday uh, in, in, in with the transcripts show mm-hmm. according to the documents that when they sat down with Hillary Clinton, one, uh, one specific point too. Comey was not under oath, which is very suspicious and made a point, by the way, uh, in the hearing yesterday, Comey himself to say this isn't under oath. Right. Because Come- I'm telling you, he's a liar. Comey also admitted that the FBI team that interviewed Hillary Clinton about her email server did not ask about the Obama email. Oh, wow. Isn't that special? It's not special. They have this little powwow at the FBI building. Lynch has a little powwow with Clinton. Three days later, they wipe out any reference to Obama in the speech. They change it to senior government official. Then they wipe that out. Then they get uh, they have this interview with Hillary Clinton about her email server. They don't even ask her about the Obama email. Does it sound to you, Joe, like they're trying to cover up Barack Obama's role in Hillary's? Uh, basically, Hillary's forfeiting away of our information to foreign governments that unquestionably Boy. got access to her server. They got a conundrum, dude. They got a big conundrum. Now, why do I bring this up? Not just because of Comey, but because Lynch is up on Capitol Hill today. Now Lynch, Loretta Lynch, like Comey, will obfuscate, will probably not tell the truth. I'm sure she will be asked, she will be questioned about this meeting with Bill Clinton, about any potential ties to the wiping of uh, the Barack Obama information from the Comey statement, although she technically, oh, I'm just going to go with the the uh, investigation, I'm just going to go with what the FBI says. Loretta Lynch will not tell the truth either. But she is up on Capitol Hill today. Hopefully I will have an update for you tomorrow, even uh, maybe on the Sean Hannity show um, tonight about what's going on, because this is just uh, just it's, just, it's just a disgrace. Listen to me. They are protecting Obama. It is not about Hillary anymore. All right. All right. I got a lot more to get to. All right. Today's show also brought to you by buddies at We the People Holsters. These are some of the most beautiful holsters you will ever see. We the People Holsters are not these you know run of the mill buff store one size fits all in the pants holsters these are these are designed specifically with precision for your specific firearm when you get this thing and open it if you're not impressed i I'd, I'd be i'd be stunned they sent me one and i just for my glock 43 and i just fell in love with it right away they custom make their holsters we the people holsters custom made right here in the USA they don't use cheap third party molds they measure each firearm to precision. They custom cut it to each individual firearm. You insert it into the holster. You get that click, so you know it's secure. You can adjust the cant and the ride. What's a cant and the ride? The cant and the ride is a way to adjust the holster so that when it's inside that that uh, belt loop there, you know it's not rubbing up against your hip bone like those cheapo and the pants ones that you can't adjust at all. Not this one. You just turn a few screws. It's so simple. Adjust it for comfort. You can adjust the tension. You like a little more security? Just turn the screw. You get that click. You know what's in there. They have custom printed, beautiful designs. They have this constitution design. It's gorgeous. They have this camo design, American flags, and more coming out each month. Get a load of this. The holsters start at just $34. They come with a lifetime guarantee plus free shipping. If it's not a perfect fit, send it back for a refund. But if you use my promo code, Dan, it's my first name, D-A-N. Can't get easier than that you will get $10 off. That means your first holster at wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan will be just $24. You will not find a finer looking, more functional, more comfortable holster out there. Go to wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan that's we the peopleholsters.com slash Dan. These are absolutely beautiful. They make an outstanding gift. Watch the eyeballs of the person you give it to when they open it up. It is a beautiful holster. For $24. Can you think of a finer stocking stuffer than this? We WeThepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. We the Peopleholsters.com slash Dan. Promo code Dan for an extra ten dollars off. That's just twenty-four dollars. What a deal. Okay. So this morning, Joe, I I wanted to get to this last rather than first because it's a ranty type topic and I don't uh, I don't want to lose the context. I get emotional sometimes and the rest of the show gets buried in this tidal wave of Dan Bongino, uh, catecholamines and neurotransmitters, right? <laughs> yeah. I saw a tweet this morning uh, from an elected representative. I'm not even going to put the name out there because I don't, it, 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 I'm so upset about it. And it's another one of these tweets blaming the United States government for the tragic death of this seven-year-old girl uh who was brought across the border illegally um and 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 died now folks you know you look at a picture of this seven-year-old girl i have uh, a soon-to-be seven-year-old myself she's six she's gonna be seven in january she's beautiful she's a beautiful young child of god who's now dead. She's not with us anymore. She died pretty horrifically. Dehydration had something like hundred and four fever, liver failure. I mean, think about it, right? Can you imagine what it's like to die of dehydration? I mean, if I don't have a drink of water for four hours, you know, the, the you get uncomfortable. Imagine walking through, you know, a desert and not having any fluids for 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 days food or water or anything. She was seven. She was seven years old. This is a human being. This is not some political football. This is not some how do we leverage this for Twitter retweets. I've been stayed away from this. I have not tweeted on this any original content tweets at all because this is a child of God that died a horrific death and shouldn't have. But this is now beyond even the, the norm I'm I'm typically disgusted by Low character, horrible people up on the hill on Capitol Hill. That's why I thank the Lord um, every day. I did not win my runs for office. I've made a far more of a dent on the outside than I would on the inside. But using this, I mean, what do we? What do you call this? Soul wrenching death of this beautiful seven year old girl as a way to get like tweets or to what get donations from your campaign donors. And to blame the United States, the heroic men of the border patrol that did everything they could to get this woman medical help and this this young lady, seven year old girl, to be precise, including an air ambulance, and it was they flew her to a hospital to try to save her. And you you. You think this is like some kind of a Twitter game for you for what donations or to grab a few extra votes on your next immigration bill? It's disgusting. It is of, of politics is a grotesque, abhorrent, really horrible, gross game. But I've got to tell you what I've seen with regards to this. This young girl is some of the most disgusting, cynical morally inept politics i have ever seen in my life you should be ashamed of yourself our government did everything they could to save this beautiful look at her picture gorgeous seven-year-old girl did everything they could to save this girl and you crap all over our country in an effort to do what Folks, it, it just reminds me of something you have to really keep in mind, the fight we're in these days. We are fighting with a group of people on the other side of the ideological aisle. I'm not talking about all Democrats. I want to be really clear on this. That bothers some people. They say, oh, all Democrats are sitting. They're not. I know because I live, they live in my neighborhood. <laughs> these are not bad people. We just have different ideas on things. The radical far left, however, lives in an absolute moral vacuum. They bathe themselves in the evil soap. This is what they do. They are just obsessed with the idea that you must hate the United States. They have, I call it, I wrote here, a a, a hate America narrative for just about everything. So I did this I I wanted to, to break this down. Here's their hate America narrative and and versus reality. The immigration situation. That's why I thought of this with this 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 tragedy with this seven-year-old girl. Ladies and gentlemen, this country has taken in tens of millions of people from other countries. Throughout our history, tens of millions of people are, are, are We are the most generous country on earth, not just with foreign aid, but specifically with taking in people to our country, into this beautiful, wonderful, prosperous country. It is the United States that has left the souls of its young men and women on foreign soil, fighting for other people's freedom, not in the interests of empire, but in the interests of liberation. We have liberated. We have paid for your rebuilding under the Marshall Plan. When we couldn't rebuild you, we took you in. We took in Germans. We took in the Irish. We took in the Italians. We took in the Mexicans. We taken people from Spain. We've taken people from Argentina, from South America, from Africa, from everywhere. That is the hard reality. And your, you must hate American narrative because somehow we led to the death of this seven-year-old girl and you must hate America is disgusting. You're a disgrace for doing that an absolute disgrace. You're seeing it again with this health care uh, this health care debate now. Now that they lost the Obamacare debate. Oh, the United States, this is awful. We're preventing health care access pre-existing conditions. Ladies and gentlemen, the hard reality of that is that is not true. Okay, that is simply not true. The pre-existing conditions uh, 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 argument right now that's been beaten up in front of Congress in actuality only affects a very small sliver of the population. When the uh, when when a certain stipulation in Obamacare was opened up to people with pre-existing conditions, only one hundred thousand people took advantage of it. Why, folks, because large majorities of our population are getting Medicare. I'm not suggesting these programs even work. I'm just telling you that's how it is more uh there are even more there are more people getting uh there are people getting medicare people getting medicaid there are people who are covered by group insurance policies at work they are not subjected to the pre-existing conditions mandates right. pre-existing conditions where insurance companies could potentially turn you down applies to the individual market and the fact of the matter is states were taking care of that on their own way before the federal government got involved so the liberal you must hate america myth because we're stopping people from pre-existing conditions from getting health care is a myth no one's stopping them. The problem was being solved. There were individuals here and there who were having issues, no question about it. But the scope of the problem was being far, far exaggerated by the liberals in an effort, again, just like in the immigration debate, using the seven-year-old girl to get you to hate America. Meanwhile, overseas, where they have socialized medicine, people... And mass are sitting on waiting lists, waiting for health care. Some of them dying on waiting lists because the health care is rationed and it's rationed by time because they don't use price. Because you already paid through your taxes. So nobody cares. On the tax issue, you're seeing it again. I saw I uh an interesting op-ed today in the Wall Street Journal by Jason Furman who sounds like a nice enough guy Jason Furman though is uh, is a leftist he writes for the Wall Street Journal once in a while and he always writes his economic articles from a, from a leftist bent he's trying to make the case this morning in the journal that the Trump tax cuts worked but they worked because of government spending He seems to indicate in his piece that although the tax cuts had a small effect, it was really the bump in federal government spending that led to the jolt in economic growth. So, again, the liberal hate America argument is this. If you don't support bigger government and you don't support excessive government debt, endless deficits and a tidal wave of red income and assure, Joe, that you, in fact, are the enemy. You're an enemy of the people. You're an enemy of prosperity. You must hate this country. The only way you can love this country, Joe, is through excessive government spending. Mm -hmm. Here's the reality. Furman's piece is nonsense. Furman makes the same, he makes the opposite case in the same piece, which is staggering, Joe. At one point, he tries to make the case that government spending was a large portion of the economic growth spurt under the Trump administration, not the tax cuts. Yet later down in the piece, he impugns the tax cuts, saying if the tax cuts lead to higher deficits, that they're going to be a drain on growth. Wait, 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 folks, are you picking up the illogic? And by the way, this is a very smart guy. This isn't a stupid man, Jason Furman. Think about what he just said. In the same op-ed, he writes that government spending is a driver of prosperity, economic goodwill, that it's the government spending that's largely doing this. Later down in the very same op-ed, he says that the tax cuts are, are, are good for the economy, but could be bad because they may cause greater deficits. What do you think government spending costs is? Government spending. So deficits are bad, but they're only bad when Americans keep their money. When the, when, <laughs> when the government spends money it doesn't have and it taxes Americans later because there's no money fairy to pay for that, then they're, then they're no good. Does that make any sense, if, p- folks? Please follow me here because I'm trying to show you again. Liberals need you to hate America. Tax cuts, in other words, you keeping your own money. You working and keeping your own money. You are evil. You are holding back prosperity. The real prosperity is giving that money to the government. Let them spending. You gotta if you don't support American American government spending to the point of a tidal wave of renting, You are a greedy self. Uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, selfish. Mm, 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 you get it. Fill in the blank. <laughs> so something. But in the same piece, he knocks his own, he destroys his own argument. Government spending is good, but the tax cuts are no good because they lead to deficits. Government spending leads to deficits. Are deficits good or bad? What is it? The answer is, of course, they're bad. They're a drain on entrepreneurial efforts because government deficits take money out of your pocket. And if it's not out of your pocket, it's out of your kids, plus the interest in the future. Furman doesn't even understand that. But America does. And they're starting to come around. There's a poll out today. Paul Bedard has an interesting piece up in Washington Secrets, Joe. A Gallup poll. I want to show you, if we can get the political climate together and Republicans will stand for something. So I just want to tie that one up, by the way. Liberals, desp- they despise the country. They're using immigration, health care, and economic policy and tax policy to lie to you, to get you to believe that you hate America if you don't support their agenda. Meanwhile, the reality is quite the opposite, that supporting the conservative agenda is what's going to advance prosperity, is what's going to advance freedom, world freedom because people are going to come here eventually under the right economic system and incorporate themselves into the legal fabric of our society, not hide in the shadows like they say. Liberals despise this country, and they are using these false narratives to get you to get in this self-loathing effort as well. I need to pay more taxes. I got to give my money to the government. Well, you know that's not true. You know inherently, all of you listening, that's just stupid. Americans are getting it. Gallup poll, Joe. Number one problem, Americans rate right now 19% as the number one problem we face government the big g the number one problem number 2 16% of people immigration <laughs> even the wall street journal that is definitely to the left on immigration even though it's a right leaning paper on economics said this morning americans are more right on, more right like politically right on immigration than the media wants you to believe they are Trump has tapped into into this. But ladies and gentlemen, here's the problem. You may say to yourself, if that's the case, and Trump has tapped into this big government and immigration being the issue, right? Which he has. Why did we take such a bath in the midterms? Which at this point we did. It's no sense arguing anymore. We did well in the Senate, but we got crushed in the Congress. And we lost governorships. Why? The answer is in a tweet I put out last night. Democrats lose. When they advance their priorities, think about it. Barack Obama implements his tax hikes, he implements Obamacare, a massive regular, uh, regulatory encroachment on American lives and businesses. Barack Obama and his Democrat Party are wiped out. They were at the lowest ebb in power nationally since 1928. They lost historic numbers of state chambers, city council seats, congressional seats, Senate seats. The Barack Obama wiped out the Democrat Party. Why? Because when liberalism wins, America loses and America knew it. And they voted everybody out, ironically, except Obama, because he was so he had this powerful effect on people. He was a gifted uh, orator. But he make no mistake, he destroyed the Democrat Party. So Democrats lose seats when they win their agenda because their agenda sucks. Republicans lose seats when they don't enact theirs. And ladies and gentlemen, that's what's going on right now. What's going on right now is people are losing faith. And I want to send this out as a warning. I'm a supporter of the president. You know I have been. But if he caves on this border wall situation and caves on this government spending budget and we see more endless deficits, no cuts in spending and no border wall, I'm warning him as a friend, I'm warning him as a supporter, this is going to be very bad. Remember, Democrats lose when they enact their agenda. Republicans lose when they fail to enact theirs. Democrats believe in power at all costs. Republicans believe in principles at all costs. And when those principles aren't advanced, Republicans will not show up. I'm saying this in the, in the most f- friendly advisory way possible as a cautionary warning. Do not cave on this border wall. Do not cave on judges. Do not cave on this next budget. You said you wouldn't sign another gross budget like we had the last time with the overspending. Please, for the sake of 2020, the election, and for 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 some semblance of sanity in the constitutional republic, do not cave on this. Those polls are right. America will support you. You just have to step up. I know I, I, I'm hoping I'm hoping I'm seeing it right now. As a matter of fact, White House softened stands on wall in shutdown. You can't do it. You can't do it, please. I don't want this to be a predictor of a failed 2020 reelection and look back on moments like this. This is your moment to shine. Hear it, please. I'm begging you, Mr. President. Do not cave on this border wall. America is with you. The bubble is around you. I know it. I saw it in the Secret Service. These people isolate you from the truth. They are experts at gaslighting. America is with you. Do not sign a bloated budget and do not cave on this border wall. All right, folks. Thanks again for tuning in. Please email your congressman, your congresswoman, your senators. I'm I'm asking you as a favor, call their office and tell them support the president on this. Do not cave on this border wall. It is key. It'll be a disaster if he does. All right, tune in tonight to Hannity. As I said, I really appreciate you all support me. I'll be filling in on the Fox News Channel. I'll also, be filling in for him on the radio. Break a leg, so, uh, brother. Yeah, break a leg. Thank you, brother Joe. I appreciate. It. it means a lot, Joe. I was talking to Joe before the show this morning, and uh. You know, uh, I shared something with him. I'll, uh, I'll share with you tomorrow after the show because mm-hmm. I don't want to jinx myself now. But uh, my first time filling in myself on TV, and they're like, "Hey, um, want to fill in? Yeah, you think it'd be like, uh, <laughs> you want to fill in on a local blog talk radio show, like?" No, no, fill in for Sean Hannity. He's only the biggest cable news show in the <laughs> history of humankind. Okay, I got that. I could do that. Like that's been me my whole life, you know, right, Joe? Yeah, so, man. Every time, like, if you're gonna go for it, just go right to yeah, the top. You're good. All right, folks, send me your reviews. Tell me what you think. Um, you know, I'd love to hear from you. I mean, seriously, good and bad. I'd love to hear it. So uh, watch tonight, nine o'clock Eastern Time, Fox News Channel. Uh, please subscribe to the show on iTunes. It's free. Follow us on iHeart. It's all free. Helps us move up the charts. Appreciate your support. Thanks. See you all tomorrow for a recap of what happened uh, tonight. <laughs> See you later. Thank you. you just heard The Dan Bongino Show. Get more of Dan online anytime at conservativereview.com. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud and follow Dan on Twitter 24 7 at D Bongino.